We hope you'll be blessed and inspired and challenged and motivated by this fresh word from Christian Heritage Church. A lot of us also have misinformation, bad ideas, misconceptions about what Christmas really is. Matter of fact, the Jews, when Jesus was born, were looking for a Messiah. They were looking for someone who had come and set up an earthly kingdom and break the bonds of Roman uh, servanthood off of them, make them a free and a liberated people. You see, what they didn't realize is that their conception, their idea was wrong. They weren't expecting a babe in a manger. They were expecting a king in a palace. But over the last few weeks, we've been talking about the promise keeper. This morning, I want to turn your attention very shortly to the fact that God really is the promise keeper. And when you consider the story of Jesus, his birth, his coming, and why he is here, you have to recognize it's all about God keeping his promises. Because in Genesis chapter 3, verse 15, from the message version of the Bible, God made this promise. He said, I'm declaring war between you and the woman, speaking to Satan, between your offspring and hers. He'll wound your head, you will wound his heel. He was making it very, very clear, I'm speaking a promise that one day will come to pass. A promise that there is a champion coming. A victor is on the way. A deliverer is being sent to all of mankind. A promise that would take thousands of years to actually be fulfilled. But through that span of time, God never forgot his promise. Even though that promise passed through the hands and through the lives of sinful men, men who were failure-prone, men who were constantly getting it wrong, God never forgot the promise. I mean, think about with me. Abraham, when he was called of God to go into a land that he didn't know, began that journey, but the first thing he did was lie to the king of Egypt. Because Sarah, his haughty wife, caught his eye. And he didn't want to be killed, so he lied. No, that's not my wife, that's my sister. God even managed to work through that problem. And then years later, when Abraham and Sarah said, well, this is never going to happen, we need to go ahead and make it happen, and took God's promise into their own hand, and had a child through the handmaiden, God still was able to work through that mess and bring his promise to pass. Or think about with me the fact that Joseph was sold into slavery, the son of Jacob. He spent 13 years in a prison, but in spite of that, God honored his promise to protect and to care for his people, Israel. Think about the fact that he raised up a deliverer by the name of Moses. And Moses, when he was of age, recognized his people, the Israelites, were oppressed by the Egyptians. So he took things into his own hands. And he killed an Egyptian slave master and buried him in the sand. And then he fled for his life. Many would think that at that point, the promise of God was over. Because deliverance was coming through Moses. Forty years later, God called him back from the desert and made him the deliverer of all of Israel. Think about it with me. Moses led them out of the slavery in Egypt into the promised land. And when they arrived at the border, he sent out 12 spies, but... Ten of them came back and said, now this can't be done. Those guys are too big. We can't possibly defeat them and take this land. But God still honored the promise. Think about it with me this morning when Joshua took over for Moses and led the Israelites across the Jordan River. Their first challenge was the great walled city of Jericho. 
No one had ever conquered it. But in spite of that, God gave a plan and God honored his promise. When the Israelites said, we want a king, and Samuel anointed Saul to be their first king, and then he started doing what he wanted rather than what God wanted, circumventing the plan and the promise of God, God still fulfilled his promise. David rose up, and you know that the Messiah, Jesus, is in the lineage of David. And how could that be? Because David committed adultery. David, at one point, was living in the desert with the Philistines because his own people wanted nothing to do with him. Even so, God honored his promise. Think about it in the days of Daniel and Jeremiah, when Israel was carried away into captivity, and all the learned, the intellects, the the people with promise and hope were taken away to a foreign country and put into bondage and slavery. Thousands and tens of thousands were killed in Israel. God still honored his promise. He never gave up. And look at the scripture. We can read it in Matthew chapter, or excuse me, Luke chapter 1. We see that Mary, when the angel came to her, said, I don't understand this. It makes no sense. Her exact words were, how can this be? And this is what the angel spoke to her in Luke 1, 46. Excuse me, in Luke 1, 37 and 38. For with God, nothing will be impossible. Someone in this room needs to understand that. At some point down the line of your life, back in your history, there was a promise from God made to you. Years may have passed, and it's dormant, it's forgotten, it's cast aside. But I've come to tell you this morning that God we serve is a promise keeper. And what He declared to you will come to pass. Oh, don't fret, don't worry, don't become impatient, don't throw it out, don't give up, because God is a promise keeper. God will always honor His Word in and over your life. Then Mary said in Luke 1, 38, Behold the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. How do we find the promises of God? By making that same confession. Let it be to me according to your word. Whatever you want to do with me, let it be done, because you're the promise keeper. You're the God most high. Well, I've come this morning to talk to you about a God who never forgets, a God who always fulfills his promises, a God who never comes up short, a God who right today is ready to complete his promises in and through your life. But it all starts with you and me. It all starts with us refocusing our attention and declaring, Lord, whatever you want, be it unto me according to your word. I want you to know this morning that he desires that none should perish, but all come to repentance. He desires to walk in personal relationship with you and me. He desires to strip through the forms and the rituals of religion and reveal a personal God and Savior for you and me. He desires to be there through every difficult situation. He desires to be with you every step of the way. In other words, we need to say to God, go ahead, God. Whatever you plan, whatever you desire, I'm okay with that. Be it unto me according to your word. I choose to put my life in your hand. I choose to give you total and complete control. Oh, I love the song that Shakira sang, Behold the Lamb of God, because it does tell the whole story. He who knew no sin was made sin, so that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. He sent his own son. 
that you and I might have a way of redemption and reconciliation, that you and I might have an opportunity to live in relationship with the living God. And when we say, be it unto me according to your will, we're saying, I trust you, Lord. I may not understand you, but I trust you. I may not see tomorrow, but I believe you for today. I may not be able to explain all the stuff I've walked through. To me, it may seem impossible, but you are the God of the impossible. See, I've come to tell you there is a promise keeper. His name is Jesus. His name is Jesus. You know, when Joseph in Matthew chapter 1 was worrying over the issue that Mary was pregnant, and he was thinking, the scripture says, about putting her away privately. In a dream, the angel of the Lord came to him and said, Joseph, don't do you this, because what's conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And then he said, Joseph, you're going to break all tradition. You're not naming this baby after you and your family. He won't carry that lineage or that heritage, but rather you will call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. You see, the promise keeper came to make it abundantly clear to every one of us, that he has sent away. He's prepared the path. He's made an opportunity for you and I to know the living God. Maybe you're in this room this morning and you think God's forgotten you. You think God has left you and walked away. You think there's no hope for me. Well, I've come to tell you there is because the promise keeper is still ruling and reigning. I've come to tell you there is and all that's required is you say, as Mary of old Be it unto me, according to your word. We know God's will. His will is salvation. His will is deliverance. His will is provision. His will is his love, his mercy. His grace poured out on you and me every single day. He's simply waiting for men and women to say, be it unto me, according to your word. So I ask you this morning, are you ready to dream again? Are you ready to hope again? Are you ready to live life with God again? Are you ready to remember the promises and lay hold on them by saying, be it unto me according to your word? And when we do, when we follow the pathway of Mary, watch what happens. It's in Luke chapter 1, verses 46 through 55. I'm reading only three verses, 46 through 49. Watch what happens when we say, be it unto me according to your word. And Mary said... My soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit has rejoiced in God, my Savior. He has regarded the lowly estate of his maidservant. And behold, from all generations, call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things. Bless his holy name. Heads are bowed and eyes are closed. The promise keeper is in this room this morning. Every song that was delivered was for the purpose of bringing you and I to the point where we could say, be it unto me, according to your word. Where we could echo the words of Mary of old. Where we could say, I don't understand. I can't wrap my mind around it. It doesn't compute. It doesn't make sense to my logical mind. But be it unto me, according to your word. You see, if you're trying to understand God or figure out God or or put your mind around God's plan of redemption, it'll never happen. Because this is something that comes through faith and trust in a living God. 
But if you will put your faith in him this morning, if you will place your trust in him, if you will say, I want to receive all that you have for me, then you're also going to leave this place saying, my soul magnifies the Lord. I rejoice in the God of my salvation. I'm blessed because I know him and he knows me. And I'm going to magnify the living God. Your heads are bowed this morning. You're in this room this morning. You say, Pastor, that was just for me. Every song, the message, the word you just spoke, it's just tearing me up on the inside. Because I did walk away. I did give up. I did did abandon the plan that God had for me. But today, I want to be like Mary of old. And I want to say, Lord, be it unto me according to your word. That's you this morning. I've just described you perfectly. Will you right now just submit to him? And by raising your hand right where you said, you say, be it unto me according to your word. That's you. You want God to do that work in your life today? Just slip that hand up right where you said. And I'm going to pray for you right where you're at. Yes, sir. Others across the room. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Others. Be it unto me. Yes, ma'am. And the risers. Be it unto me according to your word. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Someone else. Slip that hand up and say, that's what I want. I want to walk back. I want to reach out. I want to receive the promises God has for me. Probably 15 or 20 hands went up this morning. Right where you sat, we're going to pray this prayer together. And we're going to believe that as God listens to your heart, He's going to come and minister life to you and hope to you and help to you. So pray this out with me, would you please? Everybody across this room, dear Jesus, you're the promise keeper. I ask you to perform your will in my life. Forgive me. Cleanse me. Renew me. I declare today be it unto me according to your word. I receive you. I accept you. And now I worship you as my God, my Lord, my Savior. Father, we thank you today for what you've done in the lives of these individuals. We ask that you would confirm your work in a powerful way in each and every one of them. We ask, Father, that you administer life, strength, hope, joy, that this Christmas season would have a whole different tenor to them. They would realize the awesomeness of the God who came in the manger and bore our sins. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing in this room this morning. Continue that work. In the mighty name of Jesus, I ask it, and in his name I pray. Our prayer is that God will take this word and plant good eternal seeds deep into your soul. Father, we pray for your great wisdom to infiltrate this listener, draw them to you, and take them gently down the road to their next destination in life. And if you're in need of a home church... We invite you to join us at Christian Heritage Church on Shera Road in Tallahassee, Florida. A multicultural church founded on the truth of God's Word and the power of the Holy Spirit. For a worship service where the presence of God has first place 
you're invited to Christian Heritage Church. Sunday morning service is at 10.30, Wednesday evening at 7, plus youth group and kid power and small groups and more. For all the latest information, visit our website, chctoday.com.